From COK Studios in Ira Glass's gazebo, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrook. On today's show, we'll consider an update on how the coronavirus pandemic is affecting the 2020 presidential election. We'll also consider some new slang terms with our resident phraseologists, Leslie and Constance Kincaid. And we'll consider why George W. Bush all of a sudden seems awesome. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the Rainbow Sunflower Dog Training and Wellness Center, now open again for dog grooming and classes in canine social distancing. No, wait, we're closed again until further notice because all of our groomers tested positive. Whoops. And a $1,200 stimulus check from the U.S. government that we already spent on toilet paper and hand sanitizer that hasn't gotten here yet. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrook. Former Vice President and presumptive nominee Joe Biden formally began the process of selecting a running mate last week, releasing the names of former and current Democratic officials who will lead his search for a vice presidential candidate, who Biden has said will be a woman. Biden's pledge to pick a woman as his running mate intensified speculation since his path to the Democratic nomination became clear. Several potential candidates have addressed the prospects in interviews in recent weeks, including Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, and former Georgia Democratic gubernatorial nominee Stacey Abrams. This news was obviously overshadowed by the coronavirus pandemic and the continued uneven response to it by President Donald Trump. It raises the question, what will the 2020 election look like as the nation grapples with the largest crisis since World War II? Joining us via Zoom to discuss this uncertain time in presidential politics are senior gossip reporter and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds, and Democratic strategist, James Carville, who still has dozens of hours of community service left as one of our Consider the Vote special contributors. Thank you both for being here. Hey. What the hell else do I have to do? Quite. This election is very unusual. What can Joe Biden do to break through all the noise that is being created by the Trump team and their response to the pandemic? Nothing. And that's just fine. Joe, just lay low. I'm serious. Let Trump hang himself with the massive amount of rope he's got. I hate to say this, but Joe is his own worst enemy. The best thing for him to do is to stay away and emerge in like August, looking fresh and ready to roll. Oh, totes. I agree with the old bald guy. This reminds me of the student body elections two years ago where Jake Leibowitz totally ruined the Sadie Hawkins dance as events chair and tried to run for student body president. He was like super unpopular, but the kid he was running against missed like a month of school with a broken leg. While everyone was complaining about how bad Jake Sadie's was, Chris Hartford was just laying at home, and by the time his leg healed up, Jake was so unpopular. Chris won in a landslide. That's impressive. Right? Chris literally didn't do anything, and he destroyed Jake. I don't even think he did any posters or anything. He just, like, swooped in on the day of the speeches and was all, vote for me, because I won't ruin Sadie's. And people totes did. Side note, Chris wasn't a great president, but at least he wasn't Jake. 
Jake totally smoked pot on our overnight trip to Joshua Tree, and our parents had to come pick us up early. It was so lame. It sounds very lame indeed. This young lady is correct. Joe Biden needs to be like that Chris fella. Just wait it out. Maybe he'll even fall down and break his leg while he's putting around the house. I say the DNC should tell Joe Biden to leave a banana peel on the steps to the basement and let nature take its course. Whoops! It sounds like a better idea the more you say it. Even with the economy in the toilet and Trump telling people to inject bleach or whatever, there's still a high likelihood that the Democrats will whiff on this fat pitch Trump has given them. Don't let old Joe ruin your chances, and that's coming from an old guy. Ugh, that's super depressing to think about. It's bad enough that they canceled prom and all our graduation stuff. I can't deal with more Trump. Uh, I also have to give my speech in a Zoom call with all my classmates and junk. Are you the valedictorian? Uh, no, salutatorian. I lost out to that brown-nosing know-it-all Kelsey Burroughs by like .005 on my GPA. It's all because Ms. Hanover gave me a B- minus on my stupid calculus final. She made us do our test in WebEx, even though we're all used to Zoom or Microsoft Teams. I was late because the link didn't work, and then I had to hurry, and I messed up a couple of answers. They didn't even, like, deliver my graduation yard sign on the same day as everyone else in my class, and I was, it was toast depressing. I, I didn't understand a word of that, but I'm very sorry, young lady. <sighs> Thanks, James. You kind of remind me of my grandpa, Ralph, but like smoother, like a seal. Uh, is there anything Trump can do to help his sliding approval ratings? If there was, I wouldn't tell him. I wouldn't pee on him if he was on fire. That man's cornbread just ain't done in the middle. I don't really know what that means. Hmm. Well, since you're both having a hard time understanding each other, maybe we should just call it good. Whatever you say, little fella. Thank you both for the time today. No prob. That was senior gossip reporter and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds, and Democratic strategist, James Carville. For Consider the Vote 2020, I'm Cordell Nutbrock. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to the world of slang. Our resident phraseologists, Leslie and Constance Kincaid, are joining us from their home in England for a new installment of our Consider the Source series. Glad to have you with us. Greetings. Hello, Connor. I hope that you two are doing all right and staying safe and healthy. Well, we are now. Leslie actually just got over a very serious bout of coronavirus. He was in hospital for a week. But now he's home and doing much better. Oh, I'm glad you're all right, Leslie. Oh, yes, I'm quite all right now. But it was very unpleasant and scary for a bit. I actually had a room in the hospital right next to Prime Minister Boris Johnson. That's exciting. It wasn't at all. He's not a good neighbor, I'm afraid. I had to ask several times if the nurses could get him to stop screaming and crying. I must say that COVID-19 is no picnic, but he was very dramatic. I dare say that the nurses have never given out so many lollipops to calm an adult. It was only when they briefly put him on a ventilator that I got any rest at all. 
I'm so very grateful that I haven't caught the virus. I'm hopeful that Leslie's lung capacity will be back to normal soon, so that we can resume our regular schedule of lovemaking. There's not much to do these days, and I'm ever so bored. I can hardly wait, my dear. Anyway, I can hardly wait to hear about the new slang you're going to share with us today. Indeed. I heard many new terms while I was in the hospital. The first one is mask hole. This is a derogatory term for a person who refuses to wear a mask in public to protect themselves and others from the spread of coronavirus. As in, did you see that mask hole sneak up behind us like a stealth bomber as we were getting off the tube? Running and coughing, spreading the rona all down the backs of our necks. Not a mask or bandana in sight. We certainly have a lot of mask holes here in the U.S. Yes, we saw a number of mask hole protests on the news. I certainly hope those mask holes get what they deserve. Me too. Now, what other slang have you got for our listeners? This next one we heard from a dear friend in New York who has been very happy with the local response to the pandemic. The term is quomosexuals. This refers to a person who is in love with competent, reassuring governance by a leader who uses complete sentences and displays common sense during a pandemic, i.e. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. That makes sense. As in, after watching today's New York State Pandemic News Conference, I officially identify as a full-blown Cuomo-sexual. Our friend in New York didn't coin the term, but is easily one of the most flaming homosexuals I know. Well, I don't blame them one bit. Finally, we have a term that describes what many people seem to be doing in the U.S. and other countries around the globe. It is definitely something that a mascot would do. Antisocial nearing. Antisocial nearing is the opposite of social distancing. It is when, during a pandemic, people ignore the advice of social distancing and instead engage in activities like shaking hands, hugging, and spending time in large crowds. As in, did you see all those people on the beaches in Florida? Or in those salons in Georgia? Or protesting with their guns in Michigan? Those mask holes were practicing antisocial nearing and will get us all killed. Nice use of mask hole in that sentence, too. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, she's very good. Agreed. Well, I'm glad now we have some slang to help us describe what's going on out there during this pandemic. Thank you both for joining us today. It was all pleasure. That was Considered the Source with Leslie and Constance Kincaid. And now it's time for a new installment of our Big Little Wins. In lieu of pay, we are continuing to let our intern, Ryan Shattuck, read them. Take it away, Ryan. Thanks. This is so much better then pay my rent anyway. Congrats to Matt Pfeiffer in Reno who successfully guilted all of his friends to start wearing masks when they go out by sharing some truly grisly coronavirus stories on his Facebook page. Sure, we could have done without so much depressing news, but it ended up helping to keep your loved ones safe. Well done on a guilt trippy big little win. Our other big little win comes from Annie Holden in Michigan, who successfully threw a water balloon full of spoiled milk at protesters who were at the state capitol last week. Annie was in her car and maintaining social distancing rules when she lobbed a balloon full of curdled, stinking milk 
at a couple of camera-wearing protesters. They had no idea what happened and had to spend the day wreaking a rotten dairy. If you or someone you know has a big little win you want to share, post it on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com for more news and stories. You can also like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. To subscribe to the podcast, you can do it at Apple Podcasts or at Stitcher. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. It was awesome. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. It was. It was. Oh. Our. <laughs> it was. was oh. <laughs> All right. One more. Uh-huh. Okay. It, it was. was our oh, pleasure. pleasure. Why is there a delay on your end? <laughs>